Welcome to the final installment this week of uh, Culture in the Classical Age. Uh, we're going to wrap things up by looking at India. Uh, the main thing here is going to be the caste system. That's what really drives India and will drive India for the next, uh, well, up until present. So uh, 2,000, so 3,000 years or so. Um, so it, it, it's going to be a defining feature, something that you're definitely going to want to remember as we go uh, into the future. Uh, a great thing to, to bring up if we're talking about change in continuity, uh, a great change in continuity thing, just like we're talking with Confucianism and Taoism and those trends going in in China. Now, uh, the big thing to know about uh, China is, or not China, sorry, India, is the caste system. Uh, it comes from uh, Hinduism. Um, now, in some more outside of this textbook and, and stuff like that, uh, in some of my reading on Hinduism, uh, you'll see some people call that uh, the castes need to be completely separated, the gods mandated that, that way, and so therefore everyone needs to follow that. Uh, but... Um, there are others that say that it's actually a, a, a misinterpretation by humans and it's a way that humans want to um, in, instill their ideals in, in the uh, people to keep things the same so that people can't rise up and, and, and go down and stuff like that. So uh, there are some differences depending on which version of Hinduism or which people in Hinduism you talk to. Uh, but for the sake of this, we're going to say this is, uh, this is a major cultural thing that set up the social hierarchy that we have. So, um, in the caste, uh, the caste is known as Varna, and uh, it's based on your profession and partially your, your race, uh, based on kind of skin color a little bit in that, because uh, based on what your people that were, what your people that you came into India were really good at, uh, that kind of determined where you guys got placed in society. And so, uh, there are four Varnas, or four castes, or classes, and um, you're expected to, or you're, you're, your varna is determined when you're born based on what your parents did and when you get married you're expected to marry someone in that same varna or uh, even more specifically a jati uh, which all which the jatis are the specific um, occupations that you have in that so uh, let's go through the cast and then i'll give you a specific example of, of kind of a jati there so um, at the highest level you got those priests those are your your scholars those are your um, um, well, with the priests, you've got the, the scholars, and these are known as the Brahmin. Uh, they're the highest level. Uh, early on, it, it went back and forth between who should be the top, the Brahmin or Kshatriya, and uh, the Brahmin won out on that. Uh, so they're the top one. Then below them, you have the Kshatriya, who are the warriors and the rulers. Uh, they're the government officials that do things. And then below them, you have the Vaishyas, who are the, the uh, merchants, skilled workers. Um, they could be the common farmers, as long as they're kind of independent. Um, those are your main three castes. Those are the highest level of castes. They're known as the twice born. Um, and that means they can reach moksha, if you remember from our uh, discussion on Hinduism. Below them, you have the fourth caste, known as the shudras, uh, and they are the servants. Uh, they are your basic peasants. Uh, they don't have much land. They're not, they're not a, a major farmer or anything like that. They uh, do other manual kind of labors. Um, and... Um, if they would try to do things that uh, didn't follow protocol with the cast above them, they can be uh, severely punished. And then 
there's actually one cast below them. Those are the four main Varnas, but there's a cast outside the cast system known as the Untouchables or Dalits, and they're known as the Unclean because of the professions they have. Uh, they are the ones that have to do things like uh, bury uh, corpses. They have to do the grave digging, stuff like that. They have to deal with the dead animals. Uh, they have to deal with human excrement, all the stuff that no one else would want to do. And that's why they're known as the unclean because they do the dirtiest jobs. And uh, at times they might have to wear bells or uh, have wood blocks that they click together so that people know when they're walking by so they can get away and not be unclean. Because if they touch you or come into contact with you outside of the the proper way of doing things, uh, you'll have to go through a cleansing ritual. Now, those are the castes. Getting back to the jati, jati is a specific thing in your caste, and jatis could tell you how, what, what level of ranking you're in the caste and uh, in that specific varna you're in, um, and uh, those ranged based on or were determined based on where you live. So, if I was a Brahmin, uh, I'm a, a, and let's say I'm a, a priest of Vishnu. Um, Depending on what region I'm in, if I'm in a region where Vishnu is a really important deity to, to go and worship, uh, to worship Brahman, um, then I might be in the upper tier of that Brahman group. But I could then move to, or, or I might be, uh, I might have family members that are Brahmins as well that are uh, Vishnu priests, and they might be in an area more heavily worshipped by um, uh, Shiva. And so they might go down a couple tiers. So uh, that's kind of the the... The, there's rankings within that based on where you're at. And um, if I wanted to marry someone, I would have to find a wife from another uh, Brahmin uh, Vishnu uh, priest. And uh, you can still see this today, although the caste system has been abolished. Uh, you can see that um, it still influences who you're getting married or, or how you get married or who you can marry because uh, you'll see ads in the newspapers in, in Indian newspapers saying, hey, looking for this, uh, this specific jati, uh, someone eligible to marry to, to see if they can marry them. So uh, that's one of the big things there with the caste system. Uh, the whole focus of it, again, I kind of brought it up with the, with the untouchables there is to keep pure, uh, Brahmins wanted to stay out of all the, the terrible messy things. And so they just kind of, uh, would have other people do it. Um, and so it was all about kind of keeping things pure. Um, and remember all these, uh, levels rec or show, um, your, your level of karma, what you did in your past life and will determine what you reincarnate as. And uh, that jati that you're in and what you're supposed to do for your life is determines, determines your dharma. And so that, that if you don't follow that, you're going to go down in, in the caste next time you, you're reborn. Um, let's see, moving on. Um, that's really the, the main thing. I don't really have anything else that's major. Uh, from the textbook here that I want to bring up here. So that's this is kind of the main things you should have in your notes there. Um, the the one thing this really does uh, is it undermines a a major um, a major empire from controlling the people because uh, it's really determined by the religion and it's determined by that local region uh, where you have the rankings and people enforcing things that way. There isn't a, a national. Uh, organization or bureaucracy that would go around and, and enforce this. It was done by the people. So this took away some power from the emperors, which is why we don't see, um, or, or kings or, or whatever you want to say there, uh, this is why you don't see a lot of major empires on top of um, 
the India just being such a diverse region and, and uh, geog geographically diverse too, and, and it's tough to link all that stuff together. So uh, we won't really see India united fully into what we see today as India or India and Pakistan and Bangladesh until you get to the, the British uh, and the Mughal Empire before them. Uh, one final thing to bring up here uh, would be gender relations. Uh, obviously, we talked about Hinduism before and that women are looked at under uh, the men. So we kind of already talked about this in our religions part. Uh, but uh, just to, to reiterate that, that they were viewed as kind of a second class citizen. They were impure um, and uh, they, uh, they would be at the level of whatever their, their caste was. Um, they didn't really have much of a say who they could marry because, again, uh, they had to marry someone within that same jati. And uh, you could almost look at them sometimes. You could call them an untouchable in themselves. And so they, they could be uh, a low-ranking member. And then uh, essentially they're, they're viewed at poorly just because they're a woman and born that way. So you have a lot of patriarchy going on here uh, with that. And uh, probably the greatest example of that, and we didn't talk about this in the Hinduism one, um, uh, podcast just a little uh, last week, but um, one of the one of the rituals there uh, was that uh, one there there's a possibility of having multiple wives, uh, and uh, if your husband died before you and he wanted to uh, not go into the afterlife alone or or not go and be reincarnated alone, not that you're necessarily going to meet your husband again in the next uh, reincarnation or anything like that. But there was a practice known as sati, uh, which meant that you had to do a ritual suicide and your husband would be put on a pyre and then you were expected to jump on that pyre with him and join him uh, in being reincarnated. Um, if you did this, you were looked at as, as fulfilling your dharma and you would get good karma. So then you could be reincarnated uh, again in a higher caste and hopefully not as a woman because uh, at times women weren't viewed as being able to reach moksha. Um, so that was a, a practice going on, and it could be just the favorite wife, or it could be all the wives. Uh, it depends on what the husband wanted. The husband also could say that you don't have to do that. Uh, but if the woman backed out of out of that uh, and didn't perform the jati, then um, it, it was most likely that she was going to reincarnate and become a lower caste member, and um, and and it'd be bad karma on her no matter how good of a life she lived up into that point or what she does after that point. So uh, that's India in a nutshell there, and that's culture in the classical era for at least uh, what we see with Eurasia. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be looking at Chapter 6 in Strayer, and that'll be looking at uh, all the areas outside of uh, Eurasia, so in Sub-Saharan Africa, uh, in the Americas, and uh, that's about it. But we're going to be looking all across the world here on that stuff at the, the less major civilizations and empires.